0: So, uh, yeah, I appreciate you telling some of our story because we have a lot of stories. And uh, uh, at the end of his gospel, John says that if everything that Jesus ever did was written down, I suppose all the books in the world couldn't fill them. And uh, I think if you told all of our stories, you could probably fill like 75 to 90 pages of a book. And we just, not time for that tonight. Um, But it's a real honor to be able to come and speak about the Holy Spirit because he's my favorite. Um, I will share that. So we went to, like my wife and I, were 36. We've both been Christians since we were six years old, believed in Jesus. And I think it's like a legit belief in Jesus. Um, but there was, I, we went to a Bible college. We have, we've been missionaries. You heard a lot of this stuff. But even after doing that, right, we were, we had been missionaries. Uh, uh, cool fact, I was depressed most of the time I was a missionary. <laughs> uh, I was not a very effective missionary because I would sit there and study language and, and be like, I don't really feel like God loves me. Um, but I guess my job is to go out and tell people God loves them. And hopefully that sticks. Hopefully they don't, but I'm also not very good at pretending. So if I don't, if I don't I actually know, like, that's cool that you say that security. Cause if I didn't know that, then I couldn't share that. Like I just, once it's, Yeah, there's no pretending. So um, we had done that and then we were doing, we stopped doing that to move to Pennsylvania. We spent the last 12 years in Lancaster, Pennsylvania to be a band and we did, we recorded and we toured and we spent, I had booked a two month US tour and so we were playing mostly house shows and we were touring in a Prius, um, which was awesome because you get a lot of, you save a lot of money. and it was the tail end of this. Like we would, we played. I think in that that year we probably played like 265 shows. So it was a lot. It was a lot of shows. And uh, it wasn't a Christian band, but basically every song was out of our relationship with God. Some of that is the pain of it. Some of it's the beauty. Um, some of that's just how He brought us together. But it was the tail end of the tour. We had come, we had gone through the South and we were we were up in Nashville. And just to give you like a little backstory on that, we played and. Trista especially liked being in a band because uh, when you're in a band, people just automatically think you have some level of cool to you, I I think. And then they want to, you stand at your table and then they want to come talk to you. And then like, that's Trista's favorite is like, I just stand at this table, you come talk to me about Jesus and ask me if what I was singing was about Jesus. um, And you don't have to just like knock on people's doors and be awkward about it. Um, So, but what would happen is we would often feel like just in private, we would have these conversations. I don't doubt who Jesus is at all, but we just feel like something's missing. And we'd be like, it just feels so powerless. Our faith actually feels so powerless. And that's really frustrating because we've already done the things. Like we've, we went to, Bi- I, I shouldn't say I hate school. I don't enjoy school, like the traditional school. It wasn't my favorite. I did okay at it, but I don't, I don't love sitting in a classroom all day. So to, for to me to go to Bible college was like, that was a sacrifice. Actually, that was, in the first day I met Trista, the first day I met Derry and we wrote a song together, like truly, like I remember asking someone, who's really good at singing? And I was the college guy with a guitar being like, I don't care what people think, I just wanna write worship songs. Um, so we had these conversations that it feels like something's missing, it feels powerless. And then we got to Nashville and we had a day off and a friend we were staying with said, you guys should watch this movie Some people I know, some friends of friends made it. It's called Finger of God. I I grew up Baptist, right? So for the first, like, up until college, I don't think I'd read any, the riskiest thing I'd ever read was the New King James Version. And that was, that was uh, probably honestly under the cover of darkness in my room. (laughs) Like, I just remember having Bible studies with people and like, for yeah, a Bible study and reading the Bible and then going, Okay, I'm gonna help you not understand what the scripture says. I'm gonna help you understand what those words mean so that we can understand what the scripture means. Um, I love the King James Version, but not a super easy translation. So anyway, we, we watched this movie and I just remember halfway through it, like I think we paused it so you could go to the restroom and I was like, if this is real, if this is real, I wanna know. And then the next morning, we went to a church called Grace Center in Franklin, Tennessee. And I don't know, we didn't have like opposition to this stuff. It was just like, our friend goes, hey, our church has prophetic ministry. You guys should sign up for it. And we're like, okay, great. No idea what prophetic ministry is. Just like, uh, it sounds cool. Like, let's do it. And so I remember the sermon being really good. And then I remember we go into this room and I don't know if you've ever had prophetic ministry before, but there's two people behind a table and they kind of, dish you out, and they say, like, these people, like, we're going to record what we feel like God is saying for you. And I was like, okay, Uh, fun fact, I was probably pretty depressed at the time. (laughs) Uh, Dealt with depression a lot, and I just remember sitting there, because I've, there's this, there's a disconnect between what I read in the scripture and what I experience in my life. I feel distant from God, and I'm, I'm not seeing the life that I feel like I should be living, and so we sit down and they just, start, they just start going and they're recording it. And all of a sudden I'm just like, there's this, I'm like bursting out in laughter and then I'm crying and I don't even know what's happening. And they're saying like pretty normal things. I mean, actually not normal things. They're saying, I just see that you guys gave a bunch of money and the Lord is saying that he's investing it. Or Josh, I see that you're a writer. And they didn't even know what we were doing. They didn't know we were on tour. And I was like, oh my gosh. And they just start kind of revealing the secrets of our hearts. And it made me for the first time feel like oh my gosh, God knows who I am. Like he knows who I am. And it changed, I mean, it was like that, I don't know when I got saved, but I know the exact date that I like received prophecy and I know the exact date that I got baptized in the spirit because it was later that night that we were like, we, she was, our friend was in a symphony and we're on our way to the symphony uh, practice. So, and, and she says, uh, there's this weird thing. When I am speaking in my uh, prayer language, I can roll my R's. And when I'm not, I can't. Like, so we're musicians and we're used to like being around some quirky people uh, because I've never heard anybody talk about a prayer language and uh, she was like doing the Ruffles have ridges thing, I think like the, and I was like, she's showing us how she can't do it because she's not praying in tongues. And I just remember Trista saying, we're in the back seat of her van. Trista says, uh, this might sound really stupid but basically, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what? And she's like, you guys seriously don't know what the baptism of the Spirit is? And we're like, no, that's why, I'm, that's why we're asking. And, and then I remember her talking about it, and she's like, basically, you're just giving yourself over fully to the Holy Spirit. Like, all the stuff that you read in scripture, Jesus is still doing that, and he wants to do it through you. And I remember starting to ask like if we could have that, but then like assuming the answer would be no. Um, I grew up in a church where I feel like if you wanted to get baptized, you had to go through like 12 weeks of of course, like you have to go through a course. And if you want to, like, there's, it was, I was like, I'm sure there's a committee and the committee's not gonna, like I honestly, it was just like, they're probably not gonna do it. Uh, and then she was like, oh no, like we'll do it tonight when we get home after practice. My sister is a missionary with Heidi Baker. Um, she's actually back from Mozambique right now. We did this last night with somebody. Um, And so that was pretty exciting, just waiting at her practice, being like, I can't wait to go home, I can't wait to go home. And I remember there was a friend with us, and they prayed for her, and she just bust out in holy laughter, which I didn't, you guys are probably used to language like that, I had no idea what was happening, but it didn't freak me out, I was just like, she's just laughing, like she's just laughing a whole lot. And then, that took about five minutes. (laughs) Um, And then they prayed for me. And they're like, hey, you should know ahead of time, this is a gift, like salvation, that you receive by faith, right? Like, sometimes people get saved and have manifestations or you know, have an encounter with the Lord and sometimes people get filled with the Spirit and something happens and sometimes it doesn't. And I was like, well, let's just do the one where it does something. And um, <laughs> so I remember them praying for me for, I'm not joking, I wanna say a full 45 minutes because I was like, can you please pray that I would cry? Can you pray that I would something, would feel something? And I didn't, and I just remember sitting there, and they're like, hey, so, uh," and then I'm like, no, let's pray that I would like pray in tongues. And so they're like, okay, say something, just let your mouth, and I think I was like, uh, uh, abu, abu, uh, yeah, and they're like, you've done it. You've prayed in tongues. Seriously, I'm not joking. They're like, you've prayed in tongues, and they're like, this is by faith, and they're like, let's move on to Trista, and then they're praying for Trista, and immediately she goes, hi, I can't stand up. There's like heat going up and down my body, and, it, ah. and I was like, uh, okay, like. I was like, okay. It's not how that was supposed to go. I wanted that, but but things changed immediately because the next, the very next day, that was, is that my, that, my next day was my birthday. And we were driving back from Nashville up to Ohio because we were based out of Pennsylvania. And I remember on the way to Ohio having these feelings like, I just, I just want to get rid of everything I've ever pirated. Do you guys know what that, is? like where you, you bootleg, some of you are not, you know, you're like you bootleg music. You, you took it. It wasn't yours. I don't know how it got there, but it's you're a th- you're stealing, right? You're you're a thief. And I was just like, I got to get rid of everything, like movies, music. Uh, and then the problem was, I was like, I think I've downloaded so much that I can't remember what I paid for and what I didn't. And we're just like, I guess we'll just err on the side of you know getting rid of a lot more. And then I was like, on that same drive being like, I just want to get rid of stuff that I did pay for. Like, I'm not like music. I didn't just delete music that I paid for, but like a guitar. I was like, I want my friend to have my guitar. And just like, I don't even care. I just want to get rid of it. And it was like, well, that's different. That's like getting rid of it and more. And then we had been on tour for two months and I had tried this thing for a little bit where I'd heard if you didn't wash your hair, eventually you didn't have to wash your hair. I was just a little bit greasier (laughs) than you would like, (laughs) but I remember we got out of the car at my parents' house, and my mom was standing at the front door. She's like, "What happened to you guys? You're glowing! You're glowing!" And so we told her, and I remember going upstairs to call my sister and tell her what happened. And while I'm talking to her in like my old bedroom, which my old bedroom is, there's my stuff's not there anymore. I'm like looking, and I'm kind of like on the phone, and I'm like looking at this, I, I see an old book, and I pick it up, and I'm like, okay, what, and it's called The Holy Spirit, Who He Is, and like, How to Receive the Baptism of the Spirit, and I was like, oh, okay, and um, my mom was like, yeah, in college, you bought a bunch of antique books, and I got rid of them all, except that one, because I thought, you might like to decorate with it, um, and then that began the change of our life, like we went back to Pennsylvania, and I'm not exaggerating when I say I think we told every person we knew what happened. Everybody, we were just like, "Did you guys know about this?" Uh, everybody knew about it. I'm not kidding. I, I, which is funny and super disheartening, because I mean, we told, we had a pretty big network from from church and music, and I we didn't tell, I don't remember telling one person who was like, oh, whoa, I never heard that. I remember hearing people say, uh, yeah, we just assumed you guys didn't believe that. And I was like, well, that's actually very frustrating because I could have had this a long time ago. I remember people saying, I, um, I actually, do you know what you're talking about? But I was pretty hurt by people who like were abusing, you know, some of the gifts of the spirit. Um, then we had people tell us they had abused, you know, gifts of the spirit, they'd use prophecy to manipulate and kind of like the Lord's telling me you're supposed to do this thing for me. Yeah, a lot of hurt, and so, but, but for us, things changed pretty quickly. We were supposed to spend two months in Europe. Uh, we had a tour booked and uh, we got to the airport in England and they asked what we did for a living and I said music and they said, did you bring anything to sell? And I said, yeah, CDs, because our friends told us to. Um, and they said, don't freak out, we're gonna detain you. And then they detained us, deported us, and we had to cancel our two month tour. Um, I'm not kidding, it's like one of the most, it was very backwards, it was not, not how it was supposed to go. But there was like some redemption in that because when we came back, like if, you, if you've been in a band, like good shows take like two to three months to book out. Um, and so we came back and had nothing to do for months. And, and that girl who was on tour with us, she's like, you should meet my dad. He writes books on this stuff. And so I get introduced to this guy named Larry Crider. We start getting connected with Global Awakening and Voice of the Apostles. We start getting to go to this stuff. And I'm like, because I remember being on the plane to England, reading a book by Bill Johnson and Randy Clark about healing and knowing that while I was on the plane, like within the next few days, those same people were doing a conference five minutes from my house in Lancaster. And being like, that feels kind of weird. And then we stayed and then we got to, somebody paid for us to go to the conference and then my actual night dreams started changing and, and I was like, I, did, I just wanna preach. I don't want to do music anymore. Like there was a lot more to that dream, but it was an actual thing where I was like, I know that what we're doing is changing and that's when we started pastoring. And um, So that's, that's like a little bit about us. And I think it, there's a lot more, right? But. I love the Holy Spirit because Jesus, I think it's fair to say Jesus saved me from my sin, but the Holy Spirit saved me from disappointment um, and disillusionment and disconnection. It was the first time that I actually felt like, Michael Koulianos has a book called The Holy Spirit, The One Who Makes Jesus Real. It's this aspect where I was like, okay, okay, this is is what I've been looking for. Um, I know some people think that Harry Potter is straight witchcraft which maybe it is, I don't, I don't know. But I just remember that feeling of being like, if, if you've seen it, because you're dabbled in witchcraft, um, <laughs> if you've seen it, there's a part where he, Hagrid tells Harry, Harry, you're a wizard, and you like see his whole world change. That's how I felt. I felt like things finally made sense. Like I remember being in Tunisia, where Will's getting ready to go. Am I allowed to say that? Probably not. Okay, well, <laughs> so sorry. Uh, Wheel's not going anywhere. <laughs> it's a good thing this is on a tape delay. Um, it's not, it's not on a tape delay, I'm sorry. Okay, I just remember being there and seeing people in wheelchairs and being like, that would be really cool if there was something you could do about it, but there's not. And that was it, like that would just, that's how life felt. So as much as we started to learn about the Holy Spirit, it, I think it was only in the past year like we started to learn a lot about healing, prophecy, um, how do you hear His voice? But I think it's been in the past year that He's sort of highlighted something else about Him, and that's what I want to spend tonight talking about, uh, which is the Holy Spirit as a witness. I uh, sometimes I read Scripture and I feel like, wow, You've just opened that up to me. And sometimes I read it and I'm like, Lord. I, I don't know if I could be more ignorant. Like, I see the words on the page, but I have no idea what you're saying. Have you ever felt like that? Like, where you're just like, I know there's something here, and what I need is probably not a commentary. Like, sometimes the commentaries are great, but you're like, right now, I'm not understanding. And so I kind of want you to get confused with me, or frustrated. Um, I'm just gonna read them. I don't have, I didn't do the slides. Great. Um, John fifteen. There was three passages. John fifteen. You can turn. That, I'll leave time. John fifteen twenty two, or John fifteen twenty six. John fifteen twenty six. But when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. And you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. When the Holy Spirit comes, he's gonna bear, Jesus is, this is Jesus talking to his disciples before he's been crucified, before he's been raised, before he ascends. He says, when the Holy Spirit comes, he's gonna bear witness about me and you will also bear witness about me. The NLT and the NASB say he's gonna testify about me and you guys also have to testify about me. It seems like, yeah, right? Like, but when I read it, I was like, but how? Like I just, but how? How? What is that? Okay, I get, like, how is he going to testify? What does that even mean to say that the Holy Spirit is going to bear witness? Like, I get the part where Jesus goes, you guys are going to have to be my witnesses. I I was like, my brain sort of frazzled when it's like, right, but how is the Holy Spirit going to be a witness? What's it mean when the Holy Spirit testifies about Jesus? Like, have you ever heard somebody um, use a word in a sentence that you're pretty sure they don't know? Uh, what it means, (laughs) or you've done it, or you're like, oh, nobody asked me to define that word, Uh, but it feels right, so you use it anyway. I think for me, that word is poignant, because guys, to me, poignant, and I could probably say, and you'd believe it, that (laughs) poignant means uh, really powerful, and succinct, and straight to the point, and like, wow, that was really poignant. I think that happened A few weeks ago, I said something, and somebody said, that was very poignant. Uh, And I've done that. And then you look it up, and it means to evoke a keen sense of sadness or regret. (laughs) Now that you know, you will hear people misuse it a lot. But that's how I feel. That's how I feel when I'm like, how would you define him? What's it mean that the Holy Spirit's a witness? And you say, uh, well, uh, he'll, he'll bear witness about... And you're like, he'll testify. And you're like, what's that look like? And you're like, well, yeah. (laughs) Next passage where that came up where I was reading is Acts 5. We're going to go back to these passages, but Acts 5, this is after Jesus' death and resurrection, pouring of the Spirit out. Chapter 5, verse 30. The God of our fathers raised Jesus whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. We're witnesses to these things and so is the Holy Spirit. And again, I'm like, how do you do that in an argument? How do you say, uh, don't believe me? Well, just ask the Holy Spirit. Like, in all seriousness, have you ever seen a like courtroom show where you're like, and my next witness is this spirit? And they're like, what's he saying? And you're like, turns out he's saying exactly what I told you. You know, like, it's, <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> I haven't seen that because, and, and I, so I think that's the disconnect is I'm like, okay, God, I get what it looks like for a person to be a witness. I don't understand what it means when he says, how are you actually gonna be going? Like, they're in, tru- like, they're in trouble, and the authorities." are yelling at them saying, we told you not to do this. And they go, well, but we're telling you what we've seen, uh, but not just us, the Holy Spirit's seen it. He's a witness to these things. And I imagine someone going, what are you talking about? Like, what, what? Okay, one more. Last one, First John, John 5. This one gets a little more bold and maybe a little more confusing. John five, first John 5, 7, well, 6. This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not by the water only, but by the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree. If we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater for this is the testimony of God that he is born concerning his son. Whoever believes in the son of God has the testimony in himself. Whoever does not believe, whoever does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed in the testimony of God concerning his son. And this is the testimony that God gave us eternal life, and this life is in his son. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son of God does not have life. But if I can say how confused I was, uh, it feels pretty audacious to, in an argument, say, if you don't believe me, you're calling God a liar. They're like, because the Spirit is saying this. The Spirit's saying it. And I feel like maybe it's just because we live in a culture where you're not super aware of the Spirit World and what they're doing, what they're saying, and we don't go, oh, well, your spirit says that, but my spirit says this. It's just people, it's witnesses, and you go, yeah, you need two or three people to tell you that. I don't know what it looks like, and it was really frustrating. Are you following that at all, or you're like, what? How dumb are you? I read that and immediately knew all the ways that the Holy Spirit is a witness. So asking the questions, what does it look like for the Holy Spirit to bear witness? Um, What does it look like for you to do it while he's doing it? Or him to do it while you're doing it? Um, Is it even important? Like, does it matter? Uh, The answer is yes. The answer is yes. So let's just talk, like, in very earthly terms, what does it mean to be a good witness, right? So, like, thinking of courtroom, again, very much in the courtroom scenario. What does it mean to be a good witness? They have to be able to communicate, right? Like you have to be able to, they have to be able to come. They have to be able to show up, like you can't, right? And they have to be able to speak, they have to be able to communicate, right? And, and, and to say this like, it sounds kind of dumb, but like you can't invite like a house plant up and say like, what did you see? because it can't tell you what it saw, right? And so there's no testimony. And so to actually say that the Holy Spirit is a witness, he has to have a testimony. He has to be able to actually communicate what he's seen. So for someone to refer to him, they have to go, they can point to something he's done. So like Pentecost, right? The Holy Spirit gets poured out, people are speaking in tongues and they're hearing the gospel in their own language. And Peter, like people are like, he's drunk, something's going on. And Peter says, that's not what's happening. Actually, this is what was prophesied uh, by Joel, and he's like, This is the pouring out of the Spirit. And he's, he's able to point to something that the Spirit's doing. And sometimes it's just initiated by the Spirit. Like, I remember Tristan and I were uh, at that Mennonite church that we were, it, he wouldn't know it was Mennonite. Like, ever, it was mostly like artists and people with tattoos and one really sweet older couple, and she wore a head covering. And um, I just remember leading worship. We were leading worship one week. And there was a really sweet woman who'd never been there. She came in the back. And I'm, for me, it's like hard to remember chords and all of the, the things. And so I use like chord sheets. And so I'm like trying to do that. But then we're worshiping and I just see Trista's crying and she's like getting more and more emotional, like the more we go. And she's eventually just like, <laughs> like can't go. And I'm like, oh, what? she must be like really getting getting hit. And then, Uh, It's not till afterwards. She's like, did you seriously not see that lady like the whole time? I was like, no, I I really didn't. And she was like, well, we started singing one song and then she's like, kind of like this, just like, she was a very uh, gruff kind of woman. Uh, And then I guess during the next song, she's kind of just being like, okay. And then eventually she's like shaking and crying and is on the floor. And I go back there afterwards, and people are like, we've gotta call somebody. We gotta call like the ambulance. This lady's having a seizure. Uh, and somebody else is like, I think it's a demon. And we're like, well, what was she saying? And they're like, she was going, Jesus, I don't want this. You can have it, you can have it. Like, you can have it. And we're like, does that usually happen when people just like have seizures? Uh, or, or, or demons like just, you know, manifest and, and the demon's going, Jesus, take it all. Jesus, take it all. We're like, no. Uh, this is what's happening so so no one's praying no one's doing anything and the holy spirit is just speaking he's testifying about jesus um but there's there's an aspect to this too like kind of back to the passage in john 5 there's or john 15 there's a, there's an aspect to i feel like something he he showed me is it's very key that he says the Holy Spirit will come and witness all about me. Because you remember before there was John the Baptist and John's ministry was to prepare the way, like, to prepare the way for Jesus. And so he's in the wilderness, he's saying you need to repent, you need to like, repent of your sin, you need to get made right with God. But he is also saying there's someone coming after me that I'm not even worthy to like untie, you know, I'm not even worthy to like take off their sandals and wash their feet. Uh, and then so when Jesus comes, John's like, this is the one, and then God says, this is, this is the one. And then after that, there's no, there's no enmity between John and Jesus that people start following Jesus. John knows that that was his entire purpose for coming, right, but then Jesus is going, I'm getting ready to go away. I'm getting ready to leave, and I'm sending someone else straight from the Father, but he's gonna, testify, he's gonna testify back all about me. He's not gonna come and start building his own ministry. He's not gonna come and be like, you had, you know, you had like, some revelation, and now I am the next like, portion of that. Like, I'm not, he's, the, he's not the next piece. He's gonna go, everything he's gonna say is back to me. So John's bringing everything this way, Jesus is pushing everything, or the Holy Spirit's going back, and everything the Holy Spirit's gonna say is gonna testify about Jesus. That's an important aspect of it because there are other spirits in the world and they are happy to testify and bear witness um, about themselves, about other gods. They're happy to bear witness about other people. And I think they're also uh, probably most eager to bear witness specifically against Jesus. Um, It's kind of gross, but uh, about like a week and a half ago, Our family got hit by the stomach bug bad, like, bad, bad. I think that was maybe like one of the second most traumatic days of my life where, and I'm not like, I think my kids came home from school, my oldest daughter out of nowhere, pukes everywhere Trista was out for like the one hour she went to get coffee and I'm like let's just let her enjoy her time so I like get her cleaned up I'm like we get we to this and then my we're like going through something that came in the mail and my six-year-old daughter taps me on the shoulder I was like yeah and she goes and then just like puked everywhere <laughs> and then that was like at 4 30 you were still gone. Trista came back like an hour later. And between that, like, from then to 2.30 in the morning, I'm not exaggerating when I say, I think we puked a combined 35 times. Like, like, and sometimes all four at the exact same time. Like, Trista would be like, can you please go help the kids? And I'd be like, like and so I would go upstairs and be like, okay. And I just remember, I, like, just going to stand in the bathroom and this really twisted thought came into my head, which was, I bet there are other gods who could take the sickness away from you right now. I was like, okay. Um, And it didn't feel so much like pretend. It felt like if you would like, this could happen. And then almost just as quickly, the thought came into my head that was like, wait, that's like when a, a scammer puts a virus on your computer and then is like, calls you and is like, I noticed there's a virus on your computer for $200, I can take it off, and you're like, oh, whoa, whew. I was like, no, and the Spirit, just as quick as there was a voice coming to bear witness about other gods, like, have you considered anyone besides Jesus, and we're like, no, Uh, that the Holy Spirit was like, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And when the Holy Spirit comes, Everything, everything that he speaks, everything that he does, right? So like if he, you read the word, like this is like a huge gift from the Holy Spirit, right? So the Holy Spirit inspired, like filled people to write it and like, and then he also did the really cool thing of going when people are trying to figure out what's reliable, what's trustworthy, that he was like, these things, these are the things, I'm the spirit of truth, these are the ones that actually reflect Jesus, even though he's not right here anymore. And so when you're reading and something resonates, the the thing that happens is you having your heart pulled towards Jesus. Or somebody gives you a prophetic word, what happens is your heart should be getting pulled towards Jesus. Or if the Holy Spirit gives out, cause he gives out supernatural gifts and abilities, right? Like healing, miracles, words of knowledge, tongues. If the Holy Spirit gives out the gift of healing, it's not so that you or the person who experiences healing can go, healing's for today. And so that you can go, Jesus is for today. He's for right now. This, I've just experienced Jesus. Everything that I heard and I read about him is true. And now I can, I can like, I, it's born witness in me that what I heard was true. Because in John 15, Jesus says, in John 15, 20, 20, John fifteen twenty two, if I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have been guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. And then in 24, he says, if I had not done among them the works that no one could do, they wouldn't be guilty of their sin. So when the Holy Spirit comes, he wants you to experience, and he's saying everything you've heard about Jesus is true, right? This is part of the way that he bears witness. And sometimes he initiates it, and sometimes you can initiate it. Like sometimes maybe there's just, he's on somebody, and he's doing something and ministering to them, and sometimes it's because you take some action, and you go like, I wanna pray for that person. I want them to encounter God. Um, we're going to look at a different passage, Acts sixteen. Acts sixteen. It's another look at how the Holy Spirit bears witness. Acts sixteen six. I used a website to help me know how to pronounce these cities because if you were like, man, I don't like having to pronounce weird cities that I've never heard of. Uh, this is all of them, I think, in one little paragraph. And they went through the, <laughs> went through the region. <clears throat> I just want you to know who these people are. Paul's among them. Timothy. They're traveling because Paul has received the commission to preach the gospel. And so, so they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been, look how intense this is, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit, to speak the word in Asia. So Jesus leaves and he says, I want you guys to preach the gospel, make disciples everywhere, like to the ends of the earth. And then they're trying to go to Asia and the Holy Spirit forbids them. And when they had come to Mysia, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the spirit of Jesus did not allow them. Also, those are like some of my favorite connection of words in scripture, the spirit of Jesus. Do you know, that that's the Holy Spirit, right? Like, do you know who you're interacting with? It's the actual spirit of Jesus. So they try to go to Asia. The Holy Spirit forbids it. I don't know if they knew that it had been forbidden or if it was just like, man, this really isn't working out. Like, man, we tried to go to England and got detained and (laughs) deported. And and then, yeah, the author later is like, it was the Holy Spirit. (laughs) but the spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So passing by Mysia, they went down to Troas and a vision, a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there urging him and saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Okay, I'm gonna skip down to verse 13. On the Sabbath day, so they do go there, right? They, they get there. On the Sabbath day, we went, outside, we went outside the gate to the riverside, where we supposed there was a place of prayer. And we sat down and spoke to the women who had come together. One who heard us was a woman named Lydia from the city of Thyatira, a seller of purple goods who was a worshiper of God. All right, look at what comes next. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. My favorite is probably, the translation for this is the Amplified, because it says, while we were speaking, the Lord opened her heart to pay attention and respond to what we were sharing, right? So these guys are trying to preach everywhere, which is great, that's a good goal to have. They're trying to preach, and they wanna go to Asia, and the Holy Spirit forbids them. Then they wanna go into Mysia and Bithynia, and the Spirit of Jesus will not allow them. And then the Holy Spirit gives them a vision, Uh, to go to Macedonia, and they go to Macedonia. They don't necessarily find a guy waving and being like, so glad you came. They go out and speak to the women, and while they're sharing the gospel with her, while they're sharing, right? Again, while they're sharing, the Lord opens her heart to pay attention and receive. And I think, honestly, this is one of the main, this is one of the main ways, I think, that the Holy Spirit bears witness, is that when the gospel is being preached, when truth is being spoken about Jesus, he's right there going, this is true, this is true, this is true, this is true. And so it moves from the, the gospel being foolishness to those who are perishing, when you're like, this is dumb. That's like baloney, I don't believe that. And then all of a sudden you're like, this is true. Wait, this is true, this is true. And then it says like, yeah, for everyone who has the spirit, as we read in First John 5, it's like, that's, they have that testimony in them. And it goes from being something where it's like, that's foolishness, to suddenly being like, this is the power of God unto salvation. But again, it happened because while they were sharing, the Lord opened her heart. And so something to note is that the Lord is pretty big on... Um you can do this. Like, you can testify, right? Like, in, in John 15, when... Jesus says, the Holy Spirit's gonna testify all about me, but you also must witness about me because you've been with me from the beginning. The Holy Spirit is pretty big on that, but he can't make people receive it. Like, but what he, what he is pretty big on is people hearing it and having the opportunity to receive it. He's really big on that. He's really big on people getting healed and then like, having experienced the living Christ and going, okay, I believe that, or giving them an opportunity to go, I don't believe that. He can't, you can't control it. He, like, he's really big on free will, but he's also really big on people having the opportunity to hear and receive. It reminds me of um, this, this it's, it's really about partnering with the Holy Spirit. He'll testify all about me, but you also have to testify about me. That, like, the first time I read that, I was like, I don't, Like, hey, don't just leave it to the Holy Spirit. You're also going to have to testify about me because you've been with me from the beginning. And then he chooses Paul who wasn't with him from the beginning. And he's like, this is the guy. This is the guy. Um, This is one of the guys. But he's like, the Holy Spirit is going to be testifying. And I was going to say, I would guess some of the time, but it's probably like a majority of the time, the Holy Spirit is bearing witness about Jesus, like, I don't think that he's like, let's get a group together this Thursday and go do it. I think he's probably nonstop all the time bearing witness about Jesus. He's like, when somebody shares something, he's tapping in, and then, like, I, one place I don't want to find myself in is the position of the Holy Spirit being like, this is Jesus, this is Jesus. Like, Josh, tell him, tell him about it. And I'm like, Ugh. and he's like, all right. I was really kind of counting on you coming in there. Um, I don't wanna find myself in a place where he's bearing witness, and then when it comes time for me to back him up, that I'm like, I, uh, have you heard of cancel culture? Have you heard of, like I, ha, do you know what people will say? Or like, what if they say no? I don't think I can bear one more person saying no. Um, but it's really important again, this is why the idea of being filled with the Spirit is so important, is so that you can follow His leading. Like, when we, we just visited Albuquerque a few weeks ago, and I am not a very touristy person. I don't like most of the things that people like, that are very, like, we went to Egypt, and people were like, do you wanna see the pyramids? And we were like, might as well, honestly. <laughs> like, no, it was like, fine. And then I remember being on tour and we were like an hour away from New Orleans and we had the day off and you're like, do you wanna see it? And I was like, no. (laughs) I just like, I I kinda wish I'd gone to New Orleans, but like I don't don't get into like the typical touristy stuff. But in Albuquerque, we went to this place called Old Town and it's like, look, this is what things used to look like. And it's really pretty. Um, But the only reason we went there is because we have children now and so we had to buy them souvenirs and we're doing that. And I was like, let's get in and get out. but And so we're going, and I was like, let's go look at that building real fast. And then like, we came this way, and I was like, I just feel like maybe we should go this way. And so we start walking this way. And I'm walking, and probably like five seconds later, this guy, he's probably like 20, skateboards across the street, which is like a 15-foot skateboarding you know, trip. And he like gets up, and he goes by, and I have that feeling in my heart, which you, I'm gonna guess, have felt like, I should talk to that person. And then I'm immediately like, ah, but I gotta get back to something. And then the Lord being like, this is what you want your life to look like. And I'm like, yeah, so uh, maybe I'll start that when I get back. Uh, And then it's just like, this is what, like that doesn't benefit him. That doesn't benefit him. And so just being like, okay, cool. So just kind of like give Tristan the nod like, and she knows and then we go and talk to him and I'm like hey this might sound weird um, but when when you crossed the street I felt like the lord highlighted you I felt like he was like you got to talk to this guy and he was like oh yeah you felt that he was like I felt that you like felt that energy he was like I felt that too when I saw you and I was like okay um <laughs> and he's and he and he goes it's cool that you said this is weird, because if you didn't say, this is weird, I'd think, this is weird, uh, and for real, and then he's like, do you guys do this a lot, and we're like, I don't, sometimes, and then he's like, what's your tattoo, and I was like, oh, this is uh, Jesus, it's the, he's like, oh, we're just going there, and we're like, yeah, we're going there, and he's like, that's cool, and we start talking, and we're like, yeah, we're just visiting, um, but I just really feel like the Lord, like, Jesus is, Jesus wants to, want, he wants you, like, this is, there's a reason he highlighted you. So we share for a little bit. We're, like, sharing our faith, and he's sharing his faith, uh, which is a lot of things. Like, it's a lot of things. It was, he used the word clandestine in there, and I don't know what that means still. Um, he talked about um, a lot of things. Talked about magic, like, real magic, like, with spirits. And um, he talked about oh, everything's truth and, um, and you know, I feel like when I, start, when I can't understand what someone's saying, it's usually because it's not true. Um, the Spirit helps like that. Um, but then we said, can we pray for you? And he was like, okay, but you have to let me pray for you. And I was like, okay. Like, that never bothers me. Maybe it should, but it doesn't. Like, I just, like, I can't imagine, like, Elijah at the Prophets of Baal and being like, I'm going to call, like, my God, but I'm not, like, I'm not going to let you have the opportunity to call for your God because what if it like gets on me, um, you know? So like, <laughs> so we're praying, we pray for him and we're explaining like sometimes, like we're gonna listen through the Holy Spirit and there's gonna be some silence here because we want to, we wanna, we're gonna take some time to hear what God's saying for you or what we feel like, is that okay? And he said, yeah. Um, so we're praying and as we're praying, and I think when it gets to you, Trista, Trista's praying and there's just like tears, like, Tears streaming down this guy's face. And when it gets to him, his prayer is just, I can tell that you guys are beings of light and that you have the Holy Spirit. Um, and, and then he goes into, I know that I'm supposed to be in church. And he goes into, and I know that the reason my life, expletives and things, the reason my life is so bad is because I'm not responding to God's call right? And then we invite him to church, and we're like, you should come with us. We're first-time visitors, too. Like, you can sit with us. Like, it'll be, it'll be cool. And he's like, maybe. But then you, the battle gets, like, back, and he's like, I don't, you guys need to read other religious books. And we're like, we have. I have a degree in, like, world culture. You know, like, I've read the, Kor-, you know. And he's like, okay, okay. But then, anyway, and then all of a sudden, he's like, I gotta go. I gotta go right now. And we're like, okay, like, bless you, and he, and then he texted afterwards, and like, that was really cool, I really appreciate that, and the thing is, like, again, you can share with somebody, and they can have an encounter, but you can't make them receive it, but what can happen now is that now that he's heard some of it, he's heard some of the gospel, now the Holy Spirit can keep actually, like, resonating on something instead of the Holy Spirit, like, can the Lord just give people dreams and visions all the time? Yes, is that, what his, that's, is that how he set it up? No, his goal is that you would be a witness, and then he does it like when we can't, and then when we can, he like, bears witness to it, and that's your only job. I also remember uh, being kind of a weird eighth grader. Uh, jo- Jordan and I went to the same high school years apart. Uh, turns out we went to the same high school and college, and both met our wives in college. Wow, how cool. Uh, anyway... So our eighth grade trip, our eighth grade, I don't know if you guys did this, but we took a trip to Washington, DC. Did you guys do that? Yeah, so like the whole class takes a trip to Washington, DC, and what I remember is, uh, what I remember is somehow convincing a lot of people, a lot of guys to let me and another guy give a gospel presentation uh, in one of the hotel rooms. And so I remember we'll be like, you get in the bed and we'll pretend like he's a guy who didn't believe in Jesus. And we're like, okay, you get in the bed and we're gonna give you the gospel and uh, we're gonna see how it goes. <laughs> this is, this really happened. And I just, I don't know, maybe what else are you gonna do? your eighth grade, like somebody says it, let's do it. So anyway, we're sharing, we're like, this is Jesus. You know, this is what he did. He died to save you from your sin, died to like, yeah, he, he died to save you from your sin. And being like, you know, probably also because I was in a Baptist church, which is great, uh, saying something like, if you died tonight, where would you go? And again, he's like, pre- supposed to be pretending this is his deathbed, so it's supposed to have a bigger effect than it's having. Um, and saying, uh, and so we finish and we're like, do you, do you believe that? Like, do you wanna receive Jesus? And he just goes, no. Uh, and then, but then, uh, a guy in the back of the room just goes, I do. Wow. And then that guy became my best friend and that guy was in my wedding uh, and that guy like got saved and we like, that. Guy, yeah, that guy's like, as far as I know, still walking with the Lord and it's super solid. And it was like, it was not what I was intending, but like, just because like a weird eighth grader was like, let's do this like death scene, right? <laughs> the Holy Spirit. But odds are, if we didn't do that, if we didn't do that, he probably wasn't just gonna be like, I got saved on this trip to Washington, D.C. Yeah, and so, again, it's like following the leading of the Holy Spirit and just trusting. I think that's like one of the, oh, that just got so different. Um, <laughs> sorry. I told, I told Wilson, I was like, I've never got to use a hands-free mic in my life, so I just discovered something new. Um, <laughs> but, I think, Okay, here's the plan, guys. We're going to finish this part up in like the next 10 to 12 minutes, and then we're going to have some ministry time, <sighs> because I think it's important to go back to John 15, and then we're going to go back to Acts 5, and we're going to go back to 1 John real quick, or maybe just we'll leave, we'll leave 1 John out. His name's not 1 John. Um, Scholars aren't even sure his name's John. Um, just give me a sec. I got so thrown by this that I forgot where I was. I just, I also think, as, as enjoyable as it is to be in charismatic circles, uh, that I, I like look back to being before that, and I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade this for anything, honestly. Like you couldn't, if you said like ten billion dollars, if you like stopped acting like the Lord talked to you, or stopped praying for people and like thinking they could get healed. I just there's no way I could go. I couldn't go back to that, right? But let's go back to John 15, because I think it's really important that as cool as it is to be in circles where healing takes place and prophecy takes place and you're like, hey, we can hear from the Lord and there's freedom in this room, um, that there's also like this idea of the Holy Spirit bearing witness and you bearing witness is kind of tied to like a pretty central message. So back in John 15, Jesus is saying... And verse 20, hey, remember the word that I said, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But all these things they will do to you on account of my name, because they do not know him who sent me. And then he says again, like we read, if I had had not come and spoken to them, they would not have been guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my father also. And if I had not done among them the works that no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. But the word that is written in their law must be fulfilled. They hated me without cause. So it's in the context of Jesus saying, I came and I I told them everything, and they didn't believe me, so now they're guilty of their sin. And I came and I did works among them that no one else could do, and because of that, because they saw that and don't believe, they're guilty of their sin, And that's the context of when he says, the Holy Spirit's going to come and bear witness all about me, and you guys have to bear witness about me too. It's connected to this message of sharing what Jesus said, doing the things that Jesus did, and then people having the opportunity to respond and be freed and forgiven of their sin, or not, and then to be guilty of their sin. And then when the Spirit is bearing witness, like let's go down to chapter 16, verse 7. He says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away because if I don't go away, the helper's not gonna come to you. But if I do go, I'll send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment, concerning sin because they do not believe in me, concerning righteousness because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer, concerning judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. So he says the Holy Spirit's gonna come and he's gonna do something. He's gonna convict people of sin. He's gonna convict them of righteousness and judgment because if you don't believe in Jesus, then there, that itself is sin, is not believing in Jesus. But then also, if you don't believe in Jesus, all your other sins, there's no way for them to be forgiven because he's the only way for that to be forgiven. And the Holy Spirit, again, you probably have already heard this, but This is the Holy Spirit's role. The Holy Spirit is gonna convict people. You're just gonna share what you know of Jesus, what the Bible says about him, how you've experienced him. You're gonna give people encounters like opportunities. Uh, You're gonna pray for people's healing and they're gonna go, what just happened? And then the Holy Spirit is gonna be the one who convicts people of sin, the reality of Jesus, the, the availability of righteousness because Jesus is now in heaven and that the ruler of the world is judged. Acts 5. Acts 5, 27, I'm just gonna start reading. When they had brought them in, right? Again, this is post death, resurrection, pouring out of the spirit. When they had brought them, they set them before the council and the high priest questioned them saying, we strictly charged you not to teach in this name. To quote Mufasa, you deliberately disobeyed me, right? (laughs) And we are witnesses to these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. Again, that second passage where I was like, what does it mean that he's a witness? It's coming straight after they're going, the Father sent him, raised him from the dead. In him is the, like, the need for repentance and forgiveness of sin. These things like have to, they have to be tied together. The thing that the Spirit wants to bear witness about is the gospel of Jesus. And then you go down in verse 40, and it says uh so they they debate what should we do with these guys and they're like well let's let's do like some bad things to them um anyway they take them when they call the apostles they beat them they charge them listen you have to stop speaking in the name of jesus you have to stop being a witness you have to stop testifying and they let them go. Then they left the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching that the Christ is Jesus. The feeling that I got when it came to like, what does the Holy Spirit wanna do now? Um, I think he wants to like, have some opportunity for people to respond and receive prayer and receive calling on their life. We're going to pray, we're gonna, I'm gonna go over like two or three things that I think he probably wants to highlight people to receive prayer for and then we're gonna, we're gonna pray out this passage from Acts 4 where these people are being witnesses, they are testifying about Jesus, and while they're doing it, the Holy Spirit's doing, and, and so let's, I'm gonna read this out loud, and then I'm gonna, we're gonna give you an opportunity to come forward. Uh, Acts 4, they say, and now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness, while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. I just have felt a conviction that a lot of my previous understanding of witnessing and being a witness had very little to do with understanding that there is an actual God with me who is bearing witness also. And I haven't given him like proper credit and I haven't acknowledged him and I haven't probably been like seen where he's at work and so then I haven't like shared the way that I'm supposed to or I share and I go, okay, I gotta do this in my strength and I'm not understanding that there's a spirit who's constantly testifying and bearing witness about Jesus. And because of that, I think we fail to then be bold and preach the gospel. And so I think there's, the first thing is like if you're hearing this and you're like, feeling conviction of sin because you've never received Jesus? Like, you're like, at this, up to this point, basically, I've been like, this is dumb, this is foolish. But if tonight you have had the conviction of, like, like, the Spirit opened your heart to actually pay attention and receive, and it went from foolishness to, like, I'm pretty sure this is the power of salvation, then I want you to come forward, right? Here, let's just stand up. We'll just all stand up. Um. Yeah, Wilson, Trista, other staff, if you would come forward and kind of just like spread out, that would be great. That's a lot of staff, which is good. So if at any point tonight, you had that understanding of like, oh my gosh, Jesus is real, and I actually do have need to repent, and I do have need to like, be forgiven of my sin. And First John says that it, we have eternal life in his son. If that's you, then when we, when we leave opportunity, I want you to come forward. Or if you're somebody who uh, maybe through tonight has become painfully aware that you haven't given the spirit room, Like, not just to pray for healing, not just for a prophetic word, but you haven't given the Holy Spirit room to do whatever he wants to do. And you're like, I want to do that. I want to, like, yield everything. Like, it's a very, I was thinking when we were singing, I was like, it is such a dangerous and beautiful thing for people to say, I want to be spilled out. Like, you guys got tricked into singing something so dramatic. Like, I want to be spilled out. And the Holy Spirit's like, let's do it. And you have the chance to respond. Or... Like uh, this is the final thing is, is if you uh, have also become aware that you've sort of left him to be the one testifying, and you have you, you've like this prayer for boldness. Now, this isn't about shame, right? This is to pray the thing that they pray. God, look upon all the insecurities, look upon the threats, look upon all the reasons I couldn't do this, and give your servants boldness so that you stretch out your hand. Like we'll preach the gospel with boldness, and then trust that the Holy Spirit will reach out His hand. To heal, do signs and wonders and miracles, and like leave room for him to minister. If that's, if if you're like, I want that, right? If you just want a prayer to become a bold witness who gives the Holy Spirit opportunity to minister, then I also want you to come forward, right? So, if any of those are you, come forward. And um, we're gonna pray together, but then, we're gonna pray, we're gonna have the, I would say go to the prayer team because they, they're gonna like do a little more digging, like what, what, what's the reason you're up here? And they're gonna pray more specifically into that with you. Sound good? I know, Holy, sp- somebody whistling, who's doing that? Is that a, nobody? Say it again. Okay, come further down to the front? I don't, Wilson, how close do you, just tell me, just, yeah. So again, you're like, I, like tonight I've come to an understanding that Jesus is not a myth, that he's reality, and I want to receive him because I need that, I need forgiveness for my sin. That's great. And if you come because you're like, I just haven't given him room. I wanna do that, then we'll pray for that. And if you're like, I just, I just want to pray for boldness, we'll do that, okay? And then you're gonna, we'll, we have childcare is until nine, and then I don't know what happens at nine. Um, I'm gonna guess people can still stand here for a little bit if they're still getting prayer. Like, so the Lord has, the Lord has time, right? So let's pray. Lord, Jesus, we receive you. We receive the testimony of this word. We receive the testimony that you speak. So even when Paul says, if you guys hear a different message from me, don't believe it. Like even if, even if I preach a different gospel to you at some point, do not believe it. Holy Spirit, we recognize you as the spirit of truth and that you love pointing attention and, t- and testifying all about Jesus. And so, Jesus, we receive you as Messiah. We receive you as a Savior. We say, please forgive us of our sin. Please fill us with your Spirit. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would fill us, that you would change our lives, that we would be aware of you so that as we go through, we're very aware of what you're doing. And God, I just want to pray this out. Look upon the threats. And grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness, while you stretch out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Holy Spirit, we just pray as as people come forward, as they um, are meeting with the, the prayer team up here, God We don't have to do anything. Spirit, we leave it to you to speak. We don't have to make something happen. Let's just speak the truth. Holy Spirit, show us how to pray. In Jesus' name, amen.